have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be talking till the other way. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have a few things that we're going to discuss off the top. We have, well, one very quick announcement. Well, actually, we're going to say two. We're going to say two quick announcements. Um, we have two quick announcements, and then we have some hot goss, which is going to be fairly quick. Um, I do have one um, that I'm going to save for the Batch of the Red episode. It's more focused on that. Um, so you can expect that for the Bachelor Bachelorette one. Um, so we probably have one, I believe, hot goss, and then we have memes, which is also going to be very short, and then we'll just jump right into the episode. So, first things first, announcement. Should have announced this on the UK one. I forgot. <laughs> but there apparently is going to be a tell-all for the UK one. I'm so excited. Bring it on. Ooh. And I know they announced who's going to be doing um, the tell-all. Um, it's a comedian. She's a comedian. So I'm not sure of her name again now. I can't remember sorry. Um, but we can expect that at the end. I'm super excited. Super, super. So yeah. So 
of course, as we're covering everything else, we'll cover that. Um, so very exciting. And the other announcement, which I'm still trying to figure out where I'm putting it with what probably would be with the shorter episode that we release um, each week. But I have a friend of mine who y'all all meet um, at that time who will come in and talk very casually. I won't be any no-taking. It'll just be us shooting the shit about sister wives. Now, me and my friend, who, again, you will meet at the time when the time starts, me and her love talking shit about sister wives, especially with everything that's been going on within that family lately with, well, is he really a polygamous husband? The fuck no, he's not. So we've been really shooting the shit about it. I thought it'd be a great idea because I feel like this show is so nutso. Um, and I, I just enjoy talking shit about it. And I feel like everyone else enjoy our opinions and heroes of talking shit about it. Um, of course, if you're not a sister wife's fam, you can completely disregard what I'm saying. But if you are and you just, you want that, you'll definitely get it with me and, and her. Ava does not watch anything polygamy, so she doesn't have much to say about this. So it'll be me and her talking about it. Um, and again, maybe in the future, if this goes seamlessly, if things really start to pick up with love after lockup, life after lockup, love during, we definitely talked shit about that as well, but we'll start with Sister Rives first. And we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're going. Again, we will see whatever the shortest episode is at that time. It's probably, I'm not sure how long UK is going for. The UK is usually always pretty small. But definitely Last Resort is going to be very, very short. Because we are only covering consistently three couples. Um, so that will probably be our go-to episode after that or UK. So that's what you can expect with that. But yeah, that show doesn't start until August 20th. And of course we will see how that first episode goes with where it comes to drama and stuff. So we'll keep you posted on when you can expect that to start. Um, and we'll go from there. So, Hakas, number one and only one. Apparently, Dempsey has been posting on her Instagram that she's clearly in Texas. Um, there's no word on whether or not she's with Statler. We don't see Statler. Someone's clearly taking these pictures, though, so I don't know. Um, but she's in Texas, and it seems very interesting <laughs> that she would pick Texas, of all places. Um, and not to mention, the timing is also pretty perfect, because they're probably going to be filming this tell-all very shortly, and maybe Dempsey will be in person and not over video. She also mentioned 
in a comment on her Instagram that she no longer lives or works on the farm. That is so sad because the farm is gorge. But I wonder if, so I believe Statler, although I didn't read in, in detail, but I believe Statler did mention that Hopin isn't such a great guy, but didn't elaborate on what she meant by that. So I wonder if whatever she's referring to really affected Dempsey and their friendship, her friendship with Ben. So I wonder if that's where it's coming from, what Stadler was talking about. But that's kind of low-quality hot cost. But anyways, it's all I got right now. And I didn't want to wait um, to talk about it. But yeah, so that's it for the hot cost for this episode and we're going to jump right into the memes so first one she's only been with Johan a year and a half referring to Danielle it feels like Danielle has been on my screen annoying me for 10 years girl same girl same I mean seriously we've been having her since what season 2 of Love in Paradise and now we had her on two seasons of the other way. It's so fucking annoying. Anyways. So I think that's also it for memes. There are more. There's four in total that I have from the other way. So that, again, as always, will be posted to everything. Guys, everything will be posted to Facebook, um, Instagram, and Threads. And again, be very patient with me with threads. I do want to update people um, on just everything. I mean, maybe, maybe I could start like live threading, tweeting. What do you do? <laughs> um, on threads. Um, could do that. Could definitely do that during um, episodes. Probably wouldn't do that during UK only because... I watch that on my phone usually, but definitely the other two. Hurry, not even Bachelorette because I don't watch that um, when it's aired, but definitely those two 90 day shows, probably Last Resort too. Jesus. Anyway, so maybe I'll start doing that. That's a great idea. Ideas come into my brain as I do this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the reason we're here. Toe season five, episode or mad about what you said. Now, is that supposed to be a twist on mad about you? I don't like these titles. I really don't. Anyway, so first we're going to talk about Brandon and Mary. So he ends up saying to her grandfather, and I guess her grandma, because her grandma's there too, it's warm and it's wet. Are we talking about the weather or... Let me move on. Um, so we're back with Grandpa asking again what happened at the airport, and Brandon ends up saying that you know he got there, he got there, and they met, they talked with the brother, and then we drove here, and and here I am, and Mary literally says, "Yeah, that's good." <laughs> 
what and the brother is actually like he's the one translating what brandon is saying not even mary um and according to brandon okay grandpa has resting bitch face is that i guess that's a resting i have a resting bitch face I've been told that I don't look approachable <laughs> until you start talking to me. I don't know. But yeah, I, mm, I don't know. Maybe he's not so much a resting witch face, but more just he's stern. And doesn't want to take any bullshit. Anyway, with everything that he's being told, in terms of limitations when it comes to their intimacy, he still hopes that they can still be intimate to some degree. And of course, we should all kind of know at this point that intimacy doesn't just mean intercourse. So I see what he's saying. Um, he refers to the possibility of them being intimate to some degree and him just being there as a wet dream. I can't. I'm going to skip past that. So she's going to show him around the house and they're going to have dinner. He says he likes the house. The house looks very nice. Um, except for there are a lot of spider webs. And there's a reason why there's a lot of spider webs. We'll get there in a second. Um, and there's just a lot of insects in the house in general. Um, and we'll get to the insects that we see um, and just creatures that we see in, in, in a short moment. Um, she shows him where her grandparents sleep. And it looks like they sleep on this very hard bed. And like the bed she has doesn't, it doesn't look hard at all. It's very comfortable. And I'm like, that's how your grandparents are sleeping. Uh, you're, mm, I mean, bad back, I guess it's better to sleep on a more harder surface if they have a bad back. But like, it's so sad. Um, but I mean, if they're okay with it, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. So in terms of the insects and the creatures that we end up seeing, she tells us that there are cockroaches. These little fuckers are in her house. She says, apparently that rats come into the house as well. No, ma'am. No, no, no. Not me. Not I. Um, we end up seeing a huge spider that is kind of near the TV. And she says, like, it's a gross little fucker. Not little, but he's a gross fucker. And I'm just like, oh, because... She says, if that's a small spider, because they get bigger. You don't, you, you don't understand. First of all, I feel like this is paradise for Statler. But for me, I'm like, I don't, I can't even handle a teeny tiny spider in my house. But then you want me to go to an area where there's like these big fuckers. And I don't know if they can hurt, like, hurt me in some degree. I'm like, you know what? I know I came all the way here. 
I think I need to go back. Um, I don't care about anything else. It's the fucking insects. And I know that can't really be controlled, um, especially in a um, smaller village like that. But it's just, no, I don't like it. Anyway, I don't have to do it. <laughs> now they're going to have some dinner. And y'all, this food looked incredible. I was completely jealous. And he eats some of the food, said it's good. And he actually says to her grandma, you make this? And he's like, thumbs up. Like, he's really enjoying it. You had no choice but to enjoy that food. It looked amazing. Um, but he says, after eating some chicken, that he's really tired um, and he asked permission to sleep in her room and they allow it, but no hanky panky. Okay. You can't do that. So, <laughs> um, so he says, you know, that's fair. He says that to the grandparents, but he is still disappointed because in, and I don't know how to feel about this. I'm kind of in the middle and I'll get to it in a second when um, we kind of get to the end of their segment but um, he says minor because he says there's just been a lot of tension that's been building up over the past two years when it comes to the sexual tension so in the next scene they're going to the room and y'all they focus on this fucking spider and i don't know what the fuck it was on like was it like was it food or was it its fucking body i'm just like <sighs> no just no just no to the whole fucking thing like anyway um moving on <laughs> so they're gonna get ready for bed and they're going to go change. She changes in the room. She leaves the room to go change. And he ends up showing us like these boxer briefs that he bought just for this occasion because he said it would show his junk, but he doesn't know. But I, I caught it. He was still wearing those, those were the, the boxer, boxer briefs. He was still wearing them. I saw them underneath his, um, pajama pants. Um, But he says, you know, we can't knock boots. Brandon, you're a 23-year-old man. Knock boots? What? I, I don't think I have ever once in my life said knock boots. And again, I know it's kind of more of a country thing to say, but I still would have a problem if a person in the South now would say knock boots. There are better things you can say that makes it very clear what you're talking about. And knocking boots is in it. Anyway. And again, he says that he hopes that she's okay with some intimacy because again, he talks about the fact that they've had video sex. They probably are sexting. He says, she saw me pooping. And Again, the camera was facing 
you know, the bulge. <laughs> and he's just, you know, he's very confused with, not so much confused because he's not quite there yet, but he does get there. But he says, like, lose out all those things. Of course you don't want to be intimate, right? We'll get there in a minute. Um, so he kind of, when she comes back, they're on the bed and they're kind of talking about, okay, what, where are we going to go here? Are we going to have some cuddling, maybe some kissing, maybe some heavy petting or something, right? Like, are we going to do something here or no, right? And as he's, you know, as he's like, having or trying to have this conversation with her all of you all you hear is this gecko and i swear the noise it made it actually sounded like he was saying gecko and i never knew geckos made noises like that but as i said to my mom but then again i i've only ever heard a gecko with an australian accent telling me to get insurance so (sighs) But the gecko doesn't bother me whatsoever. Geckos are fucking cute. Lizards, for the most part, definitely, especially little tiny ones, they don't bother me. I don't really care um, about that. It's it's the insects. Um, but he's like, what's that? And the gecko just kind of finds a little post and he's quiet. Um, so again, he goes back to trying to gauge like where she's at. And where the night's gonna look like. And she basically says, like, listen, you're tired. Okay, you've been traveling a long way. How about you just sleep? I'll sleep. And that's it. Because she says, I've had a lot of firsts today. And she says that in her in the moment. I've had a lot of firsts. I had my first kiss. Um, you know, he's here. Um, and this is another first she mentioned. I can't remember, but she's, she's, she's had a lot of excitement for one day. She doesn't want to add this first to the mix as well. Um, and she says, you know, she, to him, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to have sex yet. Um, she says that she's nervous. And he says that he, he gets that. And she says, okay, well, let's go to bed. I'm going to have my head here. And then you're going to have your head down at the bottom of the bed. So they're not even doing, even holding each other. Nothing. So he agrees. He does it. And she says, can you turn around and face the other side? And he does. Um, And, um... She says, you know, she just wants to wait. Um, And she still has to tell him that her grandparents want her to wait until marriage to have sex. Um, And he says, you know, he's disappointed that nothing is happening. But he is okay with whatever she wants. Um, And, um, but he does feel that Because of everything that they've been doing, like, why would you feel nervous with me? Here's what I'm going to say. And I think, again, their ages, not so much their ages at this point, it's his age. 
he does tell us obviously that he is not a virgin. He's been, and none of this matters, but he's within a long-term relationship. He says he's not a virgin. She is, and he gets that. But I think when he needs to realize, and again, it's hard for me to go here because it's been quite some time since I've lost my virginity, but I think you have to remember that it is a scary thing to go through when, as a woman, when you, even though you're ready, it's still a scary thing. It's a whole new thing. And your body goes through such changes after that, that like, you don't have a lot of control over. And if she isn't mentally ready, don't force it. Because I think even, I wish I could have waited a little longer personally for me, but in the moment I was somewhat ready and, you know, I wasn't quite ready for what was going to come after the fact. So I think like she, she's just not ready. And I think he needs to respect that. And just because she's had phone sex with you or video sex with you or seeing you poop and all of this nonsense, that really changes when you're in front of a person um, because it's now very real. You're no longer, like, picturing what it's going to be like. It's not going to become a reality. And here's the other thing. What we never talk about, especially in movies and shit, having sex for the first time as a woman, it's not peaches and roses and balloons and shit. It's not this great thing that happens. It's a fucking mess. (laughs) And that's the other thing is when that happens and you do that before marriage, how do you hide that? And I'm sure as women, as a woman, we, you know what I'm referring to. Um, how do you cover that up? Without her parents or grandparents saying, what'd you, what'd you do? Like it, and that has nothing to do with, you know, high men and all its nonsense. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's just I don't I don't, I I yeah. I don't know. If that's something that ends up happening for her, maybe it doesn't. But it's just there's so much that you have to think about. And if she's not ready, then he has to respect that. And just because she did all of that doesn't mean anything. Now on the other side of things me personally, like if I know that I'm not particularly ready to have sex right now, even if he is here, you know, whatever, I don't know if I would have had done that. Maybe I would have, I don't know. Um, but maybe she should have explained to him, you know, Brandon, just because we're doing all of this doesn't necessarily mean I'll be ready right off the bat to have sex. Um, but again, these two are fucking nuts and have horrible communication to begin with. I'm coming from a, you know, over 30 perspective versus these guys are 23. So, but yeah, I think that's it for Brandon and Mary this week. All right, guys, next, who I'm so fucking excited to talk shit about and telling you right now 
if this girl comes for me the way she's been coming for other podcasts, sample reality gaze, she's been coming for and her, she's been coming for other people too. And cray cray, I had to tell her off. Um, I will gladly take you on. Um, but don't start with me because I will politely read you for filth. So, but here we are miserable bitch in Johanna. I'm so excited to talk about her. Okay, here we go. So we first see on spraying her with some water. And I said, do it again. <laughs> she, what I think you can call extension job, but she has these horrible fucking extensions in her hair that don't even look like hair. Like, <laughs> It's so bad. And I think, like, when you're so short, like, I think she's, like, I'm short. I'm very short. But I think she's even shorter than I am. Or she might be just the same height as me. You can't have long hair like that. Not, not like that. Not, like, to your ass. Like, because this makes you look shorter. Um, And it, she, okay, you know what? I'm gonna move on. <laughs> but it was just horrible. Um... So they've been together for a year and a half. And I said, it's only been a year and a half. Lord. So we talk about the tail and shit. Okay. She tells us that Johan felt very humiliated when Talon was on the tell-all. And he basically thought that, you know what? I'm going to make you feel like shit. And I'm going to make you feel exactly how I do. So since I'm humiliated, I'm going to humiliate you and tell the whole fucking world and you that I'm going to leave your ass. Now let me tell you something. Johan, please don't make me, but I'm going to have to defend her. Wait, my boob hurt. <laughs> I'm going to have to defend her and say... That's fucking shitty. Don't break up with who is supposed to be your wife on national television. What is wrong with you? I get that. I listen, the whole situation, and I don't want to get into this last season, this whole situation with Talon and her bringing him to the DR, him coming to the DR and seeing him, eventually having what was a fucking date. <laughs> and then. Yeah, this is the whole thing. It was not okay. Um, but there was a lot of wrongs on his side as well, um, where that was all concerned. I get all that, but she's made it very clear, and Talon has made it very clear, that there's nothing going on, nor will it. So you have to trust her. The one thing that I will say, that I, I will say about her, and the one thing I will say, I don't pen her as a cheater. I think she's a horrible fucking person, but I don't think that she would ever cheat on her husband. So just because Talon is on a tell-all, which Matchup Productions has brought him on because they know it's going to bring drama and you literally gave it to them, um, doesn't give you the right to say, I'm going to leave your ass. And she's never heard this before. Okay, so back to being out of her. <laughs> so she tells us that they're in therapy. That's great. Perfect. To therapy. Um, 
so then we're back at their house and we see this cutest little pup pup. What fucking cute little pup pup. He's so cute. His name is Gizmo. What an adorable name for an adorable dog. Okay. So y'all were back to talk about having kids. Did we forget that Danielle is 42? Did, did we forget those? Like, and I think he must have two more, and he must have two kids. Um, what? And you haven't even, again, this is going way back to Love and Paradise and everything, but this costs money, and she's the only one who seems to be funding them at the moment. It costs a lot of fucking money. And then not only that, she probably can't have children right anymore. Because if we saw, remember, with Stacy and Florian, she was at the time only four years older than Danielle is now. And there was just no way in hell. I mean, she could be getting a period, of course, at 42, but she's in perimenopause, like, which she very well could be at 42. It, like, it's not going to happen. Maybe you can shit out one child, maybe. But if you guys aren't making any money, and, well, if, sorry, let me rephrase. If he's not making any money, and she's the only one, and she has to support them, feed them, pay for their rent. Now they have a dog they have to take care of. How? But anyway, sure we'll get more on that later. So we see her driving and she's going to be picking up her friends whose names I can't remember, but I know one of them is Lizette. I don't remember which one's Lizette, but I know one of them is. We saw them in Love and Paradise. Um, she's going to go pick them up. Um, they're going to the VR and they're going to be meeting Johan for the first time. And this miserable bitch literally cuts in front of these holy book cars and said, no, bro, you're going to let me in. Like, literally driving like a New York driver in Dominican Republic to the point where she literally cuts in front of these, these cars, hits her wheel, her tire on the curb, and then says, sorry. First, listen. Mm. Okay. So fucked up. <laughs> um, she's hoping that her friends will have some faith in and in, in them, not just him, but in him and then them. Um, so the friends are here. Everyone saying hi to each other. And according to our friends, Danielle's glowing. With the fucking mop on her hair? Okay. <laughs> oh. Um, and they seem to like her. They like the hair. Your friends are lying to you. Real friends don't lie to you. But anyways. Um. So, they're in the car. And, you know, they're asking, like, what does your typical day here look like? And... She tells them that, well, they go everywhere together because, y'all, he's not working. And I said, well, what? What happened to the butcher shop? 
we're going to get to what happened to the butcher shop. So apparently the butcher shop is no more because the owner of the uh, the unit or whatever wanted the space back. So this miserable bitch starts off with a positive, but then ends it off with an insult. And she says, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. Okay. That's great. And I thought, you know what? That is so positive. And then, and then she said, but you know what? Maybe things would have been a little different if he thought about signing a contract. And I said, fuck. But in her, again, to go on what she says, yeah, you know, honey probably should have signed a contract. But that doesn't change anything. The owner can still kick his ass out whenever he wants, but he has to give a warning. Um, so the Johan can find different space if he so cho- chose to. Um, but it doesn't change anything, but it was made things a little harder for him to get kicked out of the space. So, as I've mentioned before, their money is only coming from her now. Um, she talks about all these different jobs that she's doing. One that she missed, though, was fucking unfiltered. Let's move on. And him. Wait a minute. I know we don't want to talk about the elephant in the room or anything, but she says that the whole haul money is coming from her and the fact that I don't know really if she has an unfiltered account, but she definitely teamed up with Stephanie Motto for an event that has happened about a week ago um, that was unfiltered event. Um, so I don't know, but you're trying to tell me that this man has a big dick and that no one has tried to get, like, give you money for it. Um, he has an unfiltered account. So of course he has money coming in. We just don't want to talk about the uh, the sex work in the room, I guess. Or maybe you're not all about, I don't know. Um, anyway, he's contributing then. <laughs> anyway, her day, she mentions, is really boring, basically. They just kind of do bullshit all day, and then they decide, oh, what are we going to do today in the afternoon? And that's their day. Cool, cool, cool. So they're almost at the house. And then we see Johan. He doesn't even need to move. His long-ass arms just touch the stall without even fucking moving. And I was like, this puppy is adorable. And then in walks Danielle and the friends. And her friends just go straight to him and hug him. And they're in awe of him. Like, they're literally in awe of him. I think one of them says, oh, you're so big. And that's what she's been saying. So, anyway. Um, they brought a toy for Gizmo. He seems to like it. And so they, you know, they sat down to eat. They have some empanadas and, you know, the food look, the food look, the food look good. Um, so they do ask him, like, do you think she's been adapting well to, you know, DR life? And he thinks that she hasn't fully adapted um, to the DR culture. And, you know, go on with all that. They do say that they think that these two lovebirds are so in love, but they were doing tit for tat previously. Is that love? Anyway. Um, but they do need to compromise. 
because the one thing that, again, I agree with is he seems to be have a little bit of misogyny going on that he thinks because he's the man, you know, you bow down to me in a sense, you know, it's not that extreme. And that's not Danielle. You know, she's not that kind of person who's going to sit down and take your shit. And that's okay. You shouldn't have to take anybody's shit. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and then one of them, you lied. You lied, one of these friends. They say, you know, Ms. Ropich, she doesn't really want to, you know, stomp all over a man. And I said, I'm sorry, I went. There's a reason why Danielle keeps picking men of my minority and younger men. There's a reason why. I don't know if it's as dark as that, but she has a motive. I'm just saying. Moving on. Yet again. So they talk, start talking to him about, you know, just having a job. They make it very clear that they know about the butcher shop situation, although he explains again. And they say, you know, what are your dreams? What would you like to do now that you're not working? Because this could be a perfect opportunity. And he says that, you know, he would really like to open a gym. And he recognizes, as the friends also point out, that this would be a great experience, not only for him, but for Danielle as well. Because, you know, he could train people and she can do yoga. Honestly, I think that's a great idea. And then, again, we have to end Miserable Bitch off with us, I guess, more miserable ranting. You know, she says Johan has a lot of great ideas when it comes to a business, but he just needs some help with executing those things. I really can't do this on my own. So why don't you help him with executing those things? Point him in the right direction. You're his wife, right? I'm not saying you have to do it all, but like support him in something, some sort of venture. Um, but yeah. <laughs> This was probably slow. I didn't have a lot of insults for, but trust me, if it's anything like last season, for example, getting mad at him because he didn't say that his ex-girlfriend or whoever um, had an abortion versus a miscarriage. What the fuck was that? But if it's anything like that, trust me, I'll have things to say. That will not be great. When it comes to her. Again, not that I didn't have anything to say about him, too. Because he was pretty shitty last season, too. So. But that's it for Mr. Holbitch and Johan. We're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, we are going to jump in with Julio and Kirsten. back. So we're going to jump in and talk about 
Julio and Kirsten. So she's going to be meeting more of his family. And she's nervous about it, especially after the meeting with mom the night before. They go outside, and as they're going outside, he's like, oh, let me show you something. He shows her a bullet hole that looked like it's kind of in the lower part of the roof. Apparently, someone got shot across the street, and then there was a flyaway bullet, and one went into um, the home his home and he's like oh yeah my mom was in i think the bullet landed in the kitchen she's like yeah he was she was in the kitchen like 15 minutes after it happened and i mean that's crazy but that's new york isn't it anyway (laughs) it's everywhere nowadays anyway um she says that you know seeing a bullet hole or seeing guns in general is very foreign to her because that's just not a thing in Amsterdam. That sounds amazing. He tells her, just, you know, be yourself with the family. But you gotta be loud, because his family is loud. So they get there, and we see that his family is playing dominoes. His mom is there, even though, like, they don't really show her very much, but I caught it. His mom was definitely there. And he says, you know, no one knows that he's moving. Like, no one, obviously, because he hasn't told anybody. And and you can see that, yeah, his family is very loud. As with his mom, he only told the rest of the family three weeks prior to her coming that she even like existed and all this and you know his family says like would you move here after you guys get married and she says no i don't want to live here again can we amsterdam why well, i don't netherlands say netherlands why why would she want to move to the states this girl lives in probably one of the greatest places in the whole entire world Anyway, um, so they basically say that they don't like the idea of him moving because he does say, like, I'm going to be moving there. That's the plan. Um, because they're very close, the family. Um, and I think actually someone does say, you don't know how close we are. And, you know, we can't be like separated basically. I'll I'll get to my thoughts on the family in a second. Um but someone ends up saying and I said, you know, this isn't your fucking business, but let me let me let me, let me say what they're gonna say. Someone says, you know, since he was there for two months, why don't you be here for two months before making a decision? He says, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I'm sorry, what? Let's continue. <laughs> he says, it could be a really good idea, you know, to make everyone happy. He says, everyone happy. Let me finish. Because trust me, I have things to say. This guy's fucking garbage now. Anyway, we'll finish. <laughs> but, you know, she's adamant that she does not want to live there. She's very confused, obviously, because this is not what they talked about. 
and the family basically, you know, they just want to be able to get to know her. That's what they said to her. And she says, yeah, I want to get to know you, which is fine. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Here's where I have a problem. I understand if you are close as family. I understand all of that. But that doesn't mean because of your closeness that he should limit himself in, in life. If this man wants to move, which he said he did, I don't know now. Um, you have to respect that. You can't put your shit on him and expect him to listen, I guess. And I, I don't know. It's not okay. You don't do that. This isn't your life, family. This is his life. I, I can understand his mom having opinions, but his mom says, like, I won't stop you from going, but I can understand his mom having opinions. That's his mom. But cousins, the aunts, and all of this, y'all don't have an opinion the same way. You can voice your thoughts and say, you know, I don't want you to go or miss you, blah, blah, blah. But don't insert yourself because then that's the next thing I'm going to say. The one person who said, you know, why don't you do two months here? Because he did two months there. Don't fucking insert yourself in other people's relationships. I, hmm, I come from a place where I know exactly how that feels. When you have a conversation with your significant other to say, this is what I think we should do. You talk about it in length. You do your research. You do everything that you need to do in order to make sure that this can happen seamlessly. And then immediately you have someone insert themselves into your relationship, have their opinions, and then your idiot significant other <laughs> ends up listening to them. It's fucking frustrating. So I know exactly how she feels in that sense. It's frustrating because we talked, like she's thinking we already talked about this. We made the decision. You said you wanted to move. Now all of a sudden you're backpedaling because your family's saying something? Like, come on. It's so selfish of his family to say anything like that. And then him. Let's get to him now. You want to be able to make everyone happy? Sir, the only person that you should be worrying about making happy is yourself and her. Those are the only two people you should be making sure is happy with the decision that you're making. Everyone else will get used to it. Like, I'm sorry. Then again, if this is truly how you felt, then you should have said so. From the very beginning, not bullshit Kirsten through all of this nonsense that you've lied to her about. But, and as a thing, I don't know where he stands. I'm not sure because he's all over the fucking place. But I do have more thoughts that I think will tie in a little bit more, but let's finish up with their segment. So, now it's Halloween. And they are dressed like devils. <laughs> they are going to a party. It's like a friend's party. Um, so no family this time. She thinks that the trip has been going awful so far. I think I agree with her. 
Like, this poor girl is being pulled in every fucking direction and she can't get a fucking break. Anyway, um, so this is her first time celebrating Halloween because in the Netherlands, they really don't celebrate that. We see Vincent, his friend, who we met um, previously, and they sit down and they talk. And we find out that Vincent was actually the very first person that Julio told about Kirsten, um, like pretty early on, actually, because he's the one who drove him to the airport when he was going to spend two months with Kirsten. And y'all, to top this off, let me, let me say something. Let me say something, because we find something out here with this conversation. We found a lot of things out about from this conversation. This man is worried about how his family feels and what his family thinks. Yet this man took off on Christmas Eve to spend with her. Are you fucking kidding me? I wonder your mom knew something was up. Who leaves their family if it's just for DJing during Christmas? And I thought to myself, I'm like, listen, yeah, sure, maybe. And I come from a different perspective. My family is very big on big holidays for family. And that's how I kind of feel as well. Brought up that way. That's how I think. I understand that you guys have been dating but at the same time, you barely know this person in person, and you take off during what I consider a family holiday. You couldn't go during, like, I don't know, here in Canada, we have Boxing Day, so you couldn't go during them. You couldn't go during Boxing Day, and then you could have had New Year's with her instead of fucking Christmas. You could, okay, anyway, let me, I'm just saying the hip, the, hypocr- the hypocrisy, Jesus of this man is unreal because it's like sir you're so about all oh, my family my family I want to make sure they're happy and you took off during Christmas this man's backwards anyway Vincent questions whether they can live together whether you know how did it go kind of thing and you know, Kirsten says, yeah, you know, we got into like little disagreements, little fight. Well, she says fights, but I'm sure the proper term is arguments. They got into arguments because fights is so, you know, just aggressive. Couples argue. That's normal. So she says, you know, nothing too crazy, though. Small things like she says his OCD, so I, I don't know if he actually has OCD or if he's just a clean freak, whatever. And sometimes, you know, she might miss a spot or two kind of thing. Um, so that's basically the gist of their arguments. And Julio says, well, I guess, you know, we just don't agree on the small things. You don't always have to agree on the small things. It's just, you know, if you don't agree and you tend to argue you just have to hear each other out kind of thing that's i think is the basics of what you can hopefully expect so then julio actually says like you know who starts the fights so now this is tit for tat kind of situation 
Um, and Kirsten says, well, you always have to have something to say. You always have to have the last thing to say. Um, hmm, yeah, there's a word for that. But let me continue. Um, Vincent says that I think Julia only talks about the good things about the relationship, but doesn't talk about the bad things. And I say, you know what? There's something to say. I think people tend to never go one way or the other. I think there needs to be a happy balance. If you're going to talk about things in your relationship, that's only if I tend to not talk about the innermost things in my relationship with people just because they don't need to know those things. It's personal. And at the end of the day, if there's something that maybe they wouldn't agree with, it's like, well, I know that person and you can tend to get the bad or wrong idea about a person. But I've kind of adapted that. I just little thing. Obviously, I'm not saying I don't talk about my relationship and certain things happening in my relationship, but I tend to keep the really nitty-gritty things between us. Because I've learned that talking about the bad isn't great because your friends get this impression of your significant other that isn't great. But then, at the same time, if it's all just perfect, which no relationship is, then all you do is talk about the good. But at the same time, what I will say is, if this man only wants to show the good to his friends, that's his decision. I think that it's better than showing the bad, personally. And I don't think there's a lot of bad to discuss, though. That's the thing. I think Julio really blew certain things out of proportion in this conversation and made things really, really worse, honestly, in the relationship, as we'll see in a second. So I think Vincent saying, I think I only see the good or only hear the good because I don't think Kirsten's the problem. I'm sure, yes, they obviously they argue, like I said, couples argue, but in the grand scheme of things, Kirsten's not the problem here. So let's finish up. So then Vincent, and in true fashion of what his family did earlier, inserts himself in their relationship after they've had conversations about what's going to happen. This idiot says to them, or says to her, how would you feel if Julio wanted to live on his own? Because honestly, he doesn't have to live with Kirsten because he's doing all this on his own. But that's not what they talked about. They didn't talk about him living on his own. And he, Julio, jumps on it and says, you know what? That could be a good idea. I could have my space. You could have your space. Um, Because, you know, because we do fight. You know, we could avoid those fights. That's not fucking healthy. You can't avoid the fights. You shouldn't avoid the fights or the arguments. You shouldn't avoid them. You should lean into them because that's what helps your relationship grow. So I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me, sir? 
So you basically want to run away from the arguments because you're not man enough to have them. So, um, she says, okay, well, you know, if we get an argument, just go for a walk. You don't have to stay there and have the argument. Just go for a walk and come back. And then, you know, um, and then Julia says, you know what? Like, but he's got a point, right? And then he actually has the does the audacity to say to her, "Would you be open?" Well, actually, sorry, that was Vincent said this just to make it worse. Would you be open to living apart? Um, and then it's in the moment he says that, um, the trip, her trip to to New York, is really showing him different ideas fuck your family, fuck your friend, because that is not how it should be. Different fucking ideas, but you can't think for yourself. Y'all had a conversation. Y'all had an agreement. You talked about this, as we know, for over a year. Not over a year, maybe about a year. Um, About what you were going to do. You have delayed your trip, as we find out, twice. You were supposed to be there six months ago. And now you're switching the shit up because your family and your friend can't keep their fucking mouths shut. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Um, and again, like he says, this has never been communicated. So he's changing the rules on her. And that's so not okay. She says that, you know, he should have said something before. She's very confused. And she's like, this isn't fair to me. No, it's not. It's not fair. She says, you know, if you told me something, I could have prepared from the beginning. Like, this is what was going to be. But instead, she prepared herself for the fact that you were going to be living with her. So it's not so much of like she has to physically prepare for something. She's talking about the emotional. She has to emotionally and mentally prepare herself for the fact that you're going to be living here. And she gets excited for that. And then you want to flip the script? Like, I, I just, I don't know. She says that, why would you, why would we live apart? That's not what we wanted. What's the point of you coming if you live if we live apart? We're supposed to live together. We're in a relationship. And she says, I want to be able to build my future. And he's not letting that happen. And he says, Well, it's not like we can't spend time together. We will spend time together. We will sleep together. I'll get to that in a second. Cause I think that happens a little later. But he's like, Yeah, we can still sleep together. And I'm like Okay. Okay. So then she says, you know what? Then go ahead. Live alone. See what happens. I said, yes, exactly. Um, so we go back to them and he, I guess, tries to touch her and she's like, don't touch me. So she's pissed, y'all. She's trying to hold it as much as she can because they're in front of Vincent at this point. Um, 
And Vincent, after starting drama, says, oh, I'm sorry, maybe I shouldn't have brought it up. Maybe you should have thought about that before you opened your big mouth and said anything. Sir, like how would you, listen, if someone inserted themselves in my relationship and said, well, I think you should do this, this, and this, I would say, shut the fuck up. This is not about you. Are you in my relationship? No, you're not. I'm in my relationship. He's in our relationship. Mind your business. I'd be so mad. So that's why I'm like, Vincent, how would you feel if someone did that to you? That's not cool. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Julio says to her, you know, it was a thought that came through his mind and he he's never thought about it. No, jackass Vincent thought about it. It was Vincent's thought that went through your fucking mind. Like, don't, mm, okay. He says, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a decent idea because they have their moments, y'all. They have their moments. Yeah, we all have our moments. That's so normal. What does he want? This picture perfect lifestyle. Does he want a stuff for life? Is that what he wants? Because like, so what if you have moments? That's this guy is a fucking child. If he can't handle moments. And this is where he says, you know, we can sleep together, but we'll have our own space. So I said, okay, so she's okay for you to sleep with, but you can't live with her. So you're down for the benefits, but you don't want to live with her. I would literally say, sir, she, that she's shut down. She's she's striking. She's retiring. Fuck you. If you don't want to live with me, then don't think you're gonna get the benefits of of everything you want. Like I, I <laughs> they spend time together. Yeah, he's supposed to be living together. I don't understand. And that's the other thing. How are you going to afford to live on your own? You aren't going to be working. I, in terms of the whole language thing, I think it won't be as difficult for him to find work as maybe Kirsten is trying to make everybody think. Um, previous episode. By the end of the day, he isn't working. And he won't be working. So how are you going to afford to live on your own. How are you going to do that? And, you know, she says that she doesn't like what she's seeing at this point. She says, why have a relationship if we don't live together? Um, And she's literally kind of saying, listen, I don't think I can put up with this. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with our relationship, but this is the route you want to take. And he says, well, I don't want to lose you. And he feels like he knows they'll be fine. Why do you think that? Why do you think that this idea will make sure you guys are fine? She's telling you, you won't be fine. And he then kind of says, and I think it's in, his, in the moment that he's kind of starting to have some second thoughts. Um, about moving. This is what she worried about. 
And she just says, you know, I just want to go home because she, she knows enough from the trip so far and she just wants to go home and I don't blame her. Why stay through all that? If I'm like, well, this isn't going to turn out the way I want it to. I feel so bad for her. I think she needs to run away from this guy. I think she's, he's wasting her time. Um, and I don't think she's, I don't think he's as serious as we maybe all thought initially because this is kind of fucked up. But yeah, that's it for Julio and Kirsten for this week. So now we're going to vote. The shit show that is Kimberly and TJ. So, this is following the fight from last week. We see him just running down the stairs as we did last week as well. And he is complaining to his family about what happened. And he's yelling. And he's speaking, I'm assuming Hindi. But, you know, obviously you can't understand everything he's saying. But the shit that this fucking guy says is we'll get to it in a second but and obviously you know with all the yelling she can hear everything and again her worst fear that she mentioned before leaving the states was she had a fear that everyone including tj would gang up on her so downstairs with him He says this whole thing has shattered his image of her. And she's crying, we can still see. And of course, the family is on his side and saying, you know, we're not millionaires. Like, you know, people in the States, we can spend millions of dollars on renovation. Not people in the States also can't spend millions of dollars on renovations. You know which places spend millions of dollars on renovations? Like, homes that are already well over a million dollars. Like, well over a million dollars. Like, I'm sorry, but and you know, I blame movies for this. People in other countries who don't have a lot of knowledge of how people live in the States and fuck in Canada because we're struggling over here too. Um, And they think, oh, we're so rich and this and that. And it's like, where did you get that? Movies. And I think that needs to stop because then they have this preconceived notion that we're all millionaires over here living large. And that's just not the case. And and I will say it too. People in Jamaica think the same thing. Think that y'all are just living large over here. And it's like, no, it's not the case. It's not the case at all. I'm not saying it's easy living in Jamaica. It's not. However, I've had to be very upfront with the fact that it is not easy here either. This is not easy in a different way. And when Jesus, when his mom said that, I was like, what are you talking about? No one spends a million dollars in the States on renovations. That's a sh- if, if, 
and a shit ton of money. Anyway, probably more than what they're spending, um, depending on what you're doing, but um, not million. Anyway, his brother's an asshole. <laughs> I think we'll get to him in a minute. His dad doesn't really say much. It's his dad, um, his brother and his mom are a little more vocal. Um, so now we see him crying. And here's what I'll say again. I don't know if I really said anything about this. I understand his frustration. And I understand her frustration. But neither of these people are dealing with this the right way. She did not conf- deal with it in the right way either. But mind you, she sensed his defensiveness. So I don't know. But him running to his family and telling his family every little fucking thing isn't okay either. You can't... But the thing is, again, I don't know. You, you, I, I know Indian culture is very different. And everybody knows everything kind of thing. And there's maybe not as much privacy. Um, Especially, I guess, in this situation. But this is not okay. Um, his brother says that she is abusing TJ. That's a really harsh word to use. I don't know if I go to abusing quite yet. Um, so I don't like that he used that word. Um, and then says, you know, TJ is exhausted. And he then says, her mind is bullshit. Fuck his brother. Okay. It's probably why he's still fucking single. <laughs> Fuck this guy. What are you talking about? Okay. Is TJ maybe exhausted? Yes. I'm not going to deny that maybe TJ is feeling exhausted with everything. I'm not going to mince words there. Um... But for you to say that she's abusing him and then to say her mind is bullshit, I could turn that around and say, sir, your mind is bullshit too. What you just said about her is bullshit. I'm sorry, but not that there was much that could have been done while she's in the States, but she was trying to get herself involved in what's going on with the apartment, with the wedding to make sure that her thoughts and her feelings are being heard. Um, and here's what one thing I will say is, I think his mom says, you know, we went and we bought the most expensive materials because she we wanted to make sure she was going to be happy. It's what she wanted. So I hear that. I definitely hear that. That clearly she was being hurt to some degree. But she felt very out of the loop, and there's a reason why she felt that way. So then for you to say that her mind is bullshit, I'm sorry, but is her mind really bullshit, as we'll find out later, that the water doesn't work, the toilet doesn't flush, she can't even, like, go use the bathroom without someone potentially seeing her using it. So it's bullshit? No, it's not. Again, oh, and there's no toilet paper. Didn't fucking reach you the same thing? I guess us men, and this is why I say men don't think about this shit, because he doesn't have to necessarily 
wipe when he pees. Although I would think you have to wipe when you shit. <laughs> but you just drip dry and you're good to go. And I'm like, she needs fucking toilet paper. We can't drip dry. Like, I, I don't. I mean, I guess we could if we had to, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna go good. But I'm just like, sir, she needs fucking toilet paper. So is her mind really bullshit because she doesn't have fucking toilet paper and she can't like use her apartment the right way, the way it's intended to be used? I hate his brother. I knew I wasn't going to like him. I felt it in my bones. And uh, he's definitely solidified that. So back with Kimberly, she says that, you know, she doesn't really feel like they're a team. And she wonders if that is cultural. I would, I don't know. I really don't. I think it just depends on who you get because I don't like to think that Jenny and Summit are a team. I like to think that Rishi and Jen, whether or not they're still together, I don't even know. I would like to think that they would have been a team because they seem to really value her and value her opinion. Although <laughs> he didn't handle all things properly, but, um, well, <laughs> think you had maybe you're right to think that way. Um but this guy this guy's something else. I don't I don't know if it's just cultural for him. I think he really thinks that. Um and of course she says, you know, in America it's different with relationships. Um you know you're both a team and again, I say, maybe most relationships in the States is like that, but I'm sure there are some that are not. So back to TJ and his brother. This fucking guy says, you know, talking about sacrifices and stuff like that. And he says, what sacrifice is she doing? What is she doing? What does she know about sacrifice? You're sacrificing. So she didn't pick her ass up from the States and move to fucking India. That's not a fucking sacrifice. You fucking turd waffle. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I just. This, sir, is why you're single. Okay. Anyway. So the next day, we see her saging the apartment with a lot of negative energy. She tells us that he did text her um, last night to basically say, you know, you can sleep downstairs if you want to. And she basically said, no, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you. So she stayed upstairs in the apartment. And she said that, you know, last night was tough sleeping there. It was cold. Mosquitoes were getting in. And she says that, she did run the shower at one point, but it really only worked for a few minutes or a few seconds, actually. And this is where she says, like, the toilet doesn't flush. Um, and she says that, you know, her guy has told her that 
They have always been here for her, but, you know, she still feels alone. He says, bear with him now. And he says that he felt disrespected. Fuck you. In front of the family. They don't speak. Well, the brother speaks English. Shit. <laughs> so either way, he could have relayed the information. Goddamn. <laughs> anyway. Um, just right in front of the family. And he says, you know what? It's a new day. It's a fresh day. And I'm going to put this behind me. So he goes upstairs. And he says hi to her. She says hi back. And he goes onto the bed and he's like, you know, whispers to her like, how are you feeling? And she's like, not good. He's like, why? I'm like, why are you talking to her like that? Like, he's literally trying to be like, okay, well, I'm over it. So then you should be over it. So I'm going to come out here, come to you and be cute and shit. Fuck. Um, so she says like, we got to talk. And he's like, you can't let this go. Like his whole demeanor just changes. And she's like, well, are we still getting married? And he's like, yeah. She's like, okay, well then we got to talk. Um, so he, he basically says to her that, you know what? The problem was you just weren't speaking to me respectfully. You should have had some respect and you should have talked to me calmly. Maybe. Uh, not the respect part. Fuck you. But the, the calmness, maybe, maybe. But I think the problem is, is that she felt she could feel his defensiveness. You don't have to be clairvoyant to feel someone's defensiveness. So I think that's part of the problem. He brings up being called a dick and she says, I didn't abuse you or call you, you know, other names. Um, she's like, I wasn't being mean and dick is not a cuss word. And I said, okay, now you're mincing words, girl. You did. I'm not saying you abused him. You didn't abuse him. I won't, I won't touch the mean thing because I'm out of school there. But for you to sit here and say that you didn't call him names or you, you didn't cuss at him, when somebody calls another person a dick, just the same way as someone calls another person a bitch, like, that's not okay. Because I guarantee you, you the person says, well, dick is not a bad word. But bitches, in all honesty, bitch is not a bad word. Bitch is a female dog, right? Could have spun that kind of thing. So for her to say that, you know, she wasn't being mean or she wasn't cussing at him, that's not true. You were. You knew what you were doing. You told him he was acting like a dick. That's not okay. Now, do I agree with him being so clutching pearls and shit over it. No, but it's not, it's not okay what she did. Um, he then though calls her a bastard. These two should not get married. Like they, they don't, they don't communicate. They fight. This is a fight. 
Um, he says, you know, dick is a bad word because she is a woman. So wait, because I'm a woman, I can't say dick. Damn, that's, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> Fuck. That's where the misogyny lies. And I don't like it. And neither does she, because she says, what does my gender have to do with anything? Don't bring my gender into, you know, this argument. Like, what the hell? I didn't like it. Um, And he says, you know, you need to respect me. And she says, your culture is so sexist. And then I said, ma'am, we all know this, but telling him that his culture is sexist isn't going to change anything. But um, he says, no, my culture is dignified. Okay, that's fucked. <laughs> I won't say there's anything wrong with his culture. For you to say, oh, it's dignified. <laughs> okay. Um, he says, you know, how are you being clairvoyant um, when you're not respecting someone's soul. And Brianna back to the cussing conversation. And she says that, you know, she's been cussing since she was 13 years old. I don't understand why that had to be brought up. He says he just does not want to be called a dick. Okay, fine. He has created a boundary. So she needs to respect the boundary. Um, He says it hurts him. She then says, well, it hurt me that you yelled at me and you don't listen to me. And he says, what is your plan for life? And she says, you know, as of yesterday, I don't have a plan. Because she's not excited to marry him. She says her lack of excitement has to do with how he spoke to her. He says he felt bad because all she did was analyze things. Well, she is going to analyze things. Like that's, if you can't handle that, then I don't know what to tell you. She says she understands, but she doesn't, she just wants to be able to have the essentials in the home. And this is where she says, you know, I don't have toilet paper. And he says, you're not listening. And she says, I am. But I just want you to acknowledge that you've hurt me. And she starts freaking out and says, like, why won't you admit that you hurt me? And he just keeps making it about him. Because poor DJ, he can't get a freaking pat on the back about the shitty job, honestly. <laughs> he, She wants him to say that he hurt her. And... He doesn't. Instead, he walks away. And she cries some more. So, I don't know why these two are going to get married. They shouldn't, honestly, personally. Anyway, that's it for DJ and Kimberly for this week. So, now we're going to talk about Kenny and Armando. So they're going to be going to pick up Armando's mom at the airport. She's going to be spending some time with them in Mexico City for a bit. And then she's going to be taking Hannah back with her to San Felipe. 
Armando is saying and is in the moment that he is now starting to see the benefit of potentially moving. We find out that his mom has always been nervous about Mexico City. We will find out why in a second. Kenny brings up Armando's unhappiness when it comes to his family with, as we remember from probably the first season with them, he mentioned that when he did come out, it was not good. Um, And so anyway, we finally pick up his mom and Hannah's very excited to see her grandmother. Um, And the next scene we see they go to a restaurant. They're going to be having dinner. And Kenny is worried that his relationship with Armando's mom, because it's gotten so good, is potentially going to be affected when they tell her that they're going to potentially move to Mexico City. So we find out from his mom that she has been to Mexico City once before. And when she was there, she was in a market and she felt someone's hand in her purse. This completely freaked her out, obviously. And she said that after this happened, she swore she would never go back. But here she is. So then Armando starts talking about the possibility of them moving. And he says, you know, because Kenny loves it so much. So now we're making it about just Kenny. And initially I was like, ooh, Armando, don't make it just about Kenny. Um, We'll get there. Um, His mom says, like, isn't it kind of far already from where we live? And he says that, well... It, it is, but if Kenny insists on moving, we'll move. Again, making it about Kenny. I didn't like this because I'm like, okay, you're going to make it seem that it's all Kenny and you really don't want to move. And this is going to make Arano's mom unhappy to hear this. And it could cause a rift between her and Kenny. Um, she says, well, you know, he came and he already took you far away because they're already four hours away from each other. Um, and she thinks that he's making her suffer by possibly moving further away. And she gets very emotional. So Armando says that he really didn't want to move away from where, from San Felipe. And he says, the reason I did is because I didn't have a choice. Because I didn't have support from my family when I came out. So this is where the switch happens. And I'm like, okay, here we go. This is looking a little better than where we started. Um, He ends up bringing up like her reaction to when he came out. Because I think from my memory, she kind of thought this was like a phase that he'd get over kind of thing and said like, you know, you're married, you have a daughter, like how could you ever be gay? Like, you know, um, he said that he never felt loved after he came out and she's like, but 
I, I tell you, I tell you, and you know, or says like you are or whatever. And he says, I never hear you say it. So he never feels that validation from, well, her. We're only talking about her. We're not talking about his sister. We're not talking about his father. We're talking about her. Um, he says that, you know, when he first came out, he says at the end of the moment, he tried to be patient with everybody who he did tell, because I don't think his dad knew at first. It was his sister and his mom, I believe, he came out to first. And he says, you know, I was trying to cut everybody slack. Well, and his wife at the time, she also knew. Anyway, um, but yeah, he did have, you know, I was trying to cut everybody some slack. I knew this was a lot. Um, but he also, in the process, neglected how he felt, neglected himself um, when he was going through this. He says, you know, with everything that happened, and he was kind of referring to Hannah's mom and the way she took it. As we know, she did not take it well at all. She actually tried to physically hurt him and in the process lost her life. And as we know, and he said, you know, with everything that happened with that, with me coming out, with everyone else's reaction, no one asked me, how are you? Or said, I love you. And because of this, you know, he felt very alone. And I'm sure that just festered a lot of thoughts that weren't very positive. So he said that at that point, he had no choice but to run away. He was ready for a, a fresh start with Kenny. Um, and that's why he ended up moving further away. So obviously at this point, Armando's was crying. His mom was crying. All the while through this, Hannah's there sitting there hearing all of this. And Kenny says, are you okay? And he says, no. And he explains to Kenny what happened, what's going on, what she's saying, what he's saying. And Kenny says, tell your mom that this is not about her. And it all it came across kind of, if you, you know, took it the wrong way, it has come across as harsh a little bit, but at the same time, I think Kenny's coming from a place where he sees that, especially his mother, tends to guilt trip him and, and, and in order to get what she wants, I guess, out of him. So he's thinking, okay, that's what she's doing right now is guilt tripping him. And this, this potential move isn't because we're going to get further away from her or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that because it has nothing to do with her. It says that, you know, she shouldn't be taking this personally because no one is, you know, out to get her. Um, I don't know if it's Kenny who said this, but basically says like, you know, if they do end up moving to Mexico City, that he has to make it about himself and himself first and foremost, and he can't hear the noise, um, <laughs> including Kenny. So yeah, this was definitely a lot tougher for them. Um, 
have a little more to say, I guess, um, from this, but I do have to agree a little bit with Kenny. And I'm happy that Armando got this out if he hasn't gotten this out before. Um, his mom has to understand that he didn't leave because of you. Or no, well, he didn't leave to hurt you, I guess is what I should say. He left because he felt alone. He felt like he had no one else. So he thought that this move would have been good for him to have a fresh start, for Hannah to have a fresh start. Um, I'm sure that Kenny would have moved to San Felipe if that's what he wanted. But Kenny didn't take him and, and, and run off with him. Um, they had a conversation about what they wanted to do what their life looked like, and stuck to it, unlike other people in this episode. You know what I mean? So, um, there's definitely going to be more conversations between them, which we'll get to on the next time on. But that's it for Kenny and Armando. So, last, but certainly not least, we have Holly and Wayne. So... They're going to be going shopping for some new modest clothing for Holly. Because, as he says for the hundredth time, he doesn't like how she dresses. He says that it is not safe to dress like that in South Africa. I call it bullshit, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, so, the shop that they're in, I noticed, had short dresses, and they actually pulled some short dresses for her. And I, I'll get there in a minute. <laughs> but I said in this moment, though, when I saw the short dresses, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about then? And then we continue. So she says that, I don't want to lose my identity. Because I'm already giving up so much by moving to South Africa that the one thing I would like to hold on to is what makes me, me. And I thought that was very well put. Um, so, you know, they go through and they're picking out some clothes. And he, as she, as she goes into the change room to change into something, he goes through like, um, these bunch of dresses that are hanging up by her, um, fitting room and goes through them and basically says, nope, nope, don't like this, don't like that, and just moves everything over to the no pile, basically. And it's most of the dresses. And some of them were not that bad. They weren't that short. Some are modest. Some covered, like, everything. Like, she's I'll get there in a minute. <laughs> I really will. Um, so she comes out in this nice dress. It's, it's it's a maxi dress. So she isn't wearing a short dress. But I caught the fact because he said, oh, that looks nice. And I said, but sir, her boobs are out. So, so the shortness of the dress is the issue. But the fact that her boobs are out there for everybody to see isn't. What's happening here? I was very confused. And he says, like, I don't want you to dress like a nun. You know, I'm not saying that, but, you know, 
I'm going to get to him in a minute because I have such problems. Um, so he then says, you know, some of the clothing that you wear, I just don't want anyone to have a bad idea. I don't want anyone thinking you're a piece of meat. I don't want anyone to think you're a prostitute. So she says, okay, so because of how I dress, people are going to automatically think I'm a prostitute. And she says, that's a bit much. And he says, well, no, forget the word prostitute. That, that's probably a bad word to you. So he backpedals. And she says, you know, I should be able to dress how I want. And, and then she, you know, goes into the change room again, says, I want to go change. She calls for her mom. Her mom comes, because her mom's there, I didn't mention that. Her mom comes to the change room with her and she says, I'm on the verge of tears. And she does eventually start crying as we hear, we get, see her, but we hear her. And Wayne goes to the change room and says, calls her name and she doesn't answer him, but he can clearly hear that she's upset. She's crying. I think she says something along the lines of, you know, why would he say that and blah, blah, blah. Um, and he ended up just walking away and not saying anything to her. So here are my thoughts, sir, sir. And again, I actually have this conversation with someone that I work with. She doesn't watch the show, um, but we talked more about like below deck. And we talked about the fact that with a lot of the men that we've seen from South Africa, excluding my man, because he's not like this at all. Um, I don't know if there's a difference between a white man and how they think and operate. I don't know. Or I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Cause my man is not a white man, but I just think like we've seen so much misogyny from South African men. We've seen it from Gary on below deck. We've seen it from Ronald. We've seen a little bit from Sinjin, not to the same degree, but I know a lot of shit came out about him after the fact. Um, and now we're seeing it from Wayne. And I'm just like, listen, do I think she needs to wear something a little different than what she wore at the airport? Yes, I do agree with that. Because yes, her boobs were coming out. Her, her, her legs were open for everybody to see. I do understand that. But what she wore at the coffee shop when she was still in Utah, and she showed him what she was wearing. She was perfectly fine. She was covered. She, it wasn't as short of a dress than what she was wearing at the, at the airport. She looked fine. And some of the dresses that those women pulled for her that were shorter were also fine. There was a pink dress that maybe she maybe wouldn't have liked anyways, but there was a pink dress that had like netting on the boob area. She would have been completely covered. It was still short, but complimented her better or maybe wouldn't have been like, you know, showing everything. So for him to say like, I don't want you to look like a prostitute now, let's get to that, is a low blow. I want to like being told that myself um, because I'm not a fucking prostitute. And again, we're going to go here and I, and I, I don't know if this is just 
data thinking on his part. Um, but it is not up to me. Now I will still make sure I protect myself in the best way possible, but it is not up to me as a woman or to Holly as a woman to make sure that a man doesn't get the wrong impression because he can't keep his dick in his pants. It's not up to me. And that's basically what it comes down to. It's like, well, if a man attacks you, it's your fault that he attacked you because what were you wearing? It brings that back that we're still dealing with. And it's just like, sir, that's fucked up for you to say you should be able to trust that she is safe and then get out at the same time. I'm sure at some point she'll be more comfortable to go places on her own, but right now she's not. She's not going to go anywhere on her own without you. She can't even drive really on her own right now because they drive on the other side of the road. So it's just like, where's she going to go? And then if she's home, like she's home, like she's going to be more comfortable. Um, so no one's really going to see her unless someone breaks into your home again. But like, I'm just like, sir, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And this is why I said, like, you're not, I, this whole thing about you're in South Africa, so you have to dress modestly. It's not about South Africa. And I hate that he's making it about South Africa because it's not to the point where you can't express yourself because people can't do the right thing. He's making it about him and the fact that he doesn't want her dressing a certain way because he is going to have a problem with people looking at her a certain way. It's about him. And this is where I'm like, okay, you're now on the shit list. You're now on the shit list. You you were on the good list for such a short time, but you definitely made it there very quickly. And I didn't like it. And again, I I don't particularly like how she dresses, um, mainly for the fact that I just wouldn't dress that way myself. But she's comfortable in how she dresses. She's okay with how she dresses. So you should be okay with how she dresses. And there should be a little more compromise. The dress she wore at the airport, hard no. I get that. But the dress she wore, for example, again at the coffee shop, there was nothing wrong with that dress. She looked, she looked great in the dress. Fuck this guy. (laughs) I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. But that's it for Holly and Wayne this week. So next time on, so we see that Mary wants to make Brandon chubby. Because she says that he will be huggable. And she literally is like force feeding him. And I was like, ma'am. So here's my thing. I'm not going to say this really quickly. You're not trying to force feed him more food so he gets chubbier because you think he'll be huggable. You're doing it because you don't want him to look desirable to other women. I said it. We all thought it. So, um, Kristen now questions Julio um, on whether he really wants to move. And Johan says he wants to have two kids. 
And I said, what about the money? Or they said, like, what about the money? And I said, really? (laughs) You don't have money to be able to have even one kid. And you're running out of time. You're running out of so much time. Anyway, Armando talks to his mom some more about his experiences with coming out. And then we see TJ's brother basically calls Kimberly stupid um, when it came to the apartment. And Kimberly completely holds her own and says, you will not tell, call me stupid. Like, definitely holds her own there. But that's it for that. Um, I've noticed that we still have a couple that we haven't met yet. Um, I think he's from Turkey. I don't know about her, but... We still have a person, one couple that we haven't met. So that's interesting. So I don't know when we'll see them, but we're on what? I don't know what episode we're on now. Three, four. And um, we haven't met them. But anyway, that's it for Toe this week. If you like what you heard, please make sure that you share this with everyone in your life. Also, Make sure that you hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a single episode. If you want to rate or review, well, hear and review, which really does help with our growth. Um, you can do so on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at reality t times two. You can also email us at reality t times two at hotmail.com. We have a website where you can listen to all of these episodes and also get links to currently just Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'll work on threads. Um, and that website is realitytimes2.aludu.com. All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.